Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lilu Nishmasimi Mirosi Ruspas Mordechai, Chalamoid Pesach in Mandalayn. Today is Daf Mem Vov. So I wanted to show you uh, first a picture of Yisrael Shalitsky. Hi, Rebelli. Big Talmud and fan here in Shkoyach. Found Yisrael hustling away, signing guys up in the middle of the hotel lobby. And here you have, believe it or not, Shloimi Klein lookalike in the hotel. I don't know his name. He says he's Sephardi and from the five towns. Agnemoyed Rebelli, you mentioned that the husband of the Yuvuma is her ex-husband. You weren't sure what the correct word is. He believes the correct word is a late husband. But anyways, he says at the bottom, from a Bobover student, where we don't learn English that well, but we do learn math. Doilem Shano, that in Bobov, they learn math. What's his name? Uh-uh. Isaac Steinberg. Chaim Kessler, wound up today in American Dream Mall in New Jersey. Now, of course, whoever goes to the mall is not going shopping because that would be a problem because Chalamoid is really yantif. That's what we discussed the entire year. Yantif, yantif, yantif. People don't go to work. I was very proud to see my cousin, who's my snowboard partner. He's here in the hotel. He's a surgeon. And he took off the whole entire Chalamoid Sukkot and he's taking off the whole Chalamoid Pesach. He's not working. He took all, basically most of his vacation days just not to work on Chalamoid. One of today in American Dream Mall in New Jersey, we passed the store Zara. I told my wife what it was. Apparently she asked me how I knew. I explained to her that the five-town lady has the bag. Again, she gave me a look only a wife could give. The daf, Rebelli's pictures, somehow I think that I'll not be living this down for a long time. All the best. Chaim Kessler. The sponsor for the coil of the month is Anonymous and Schus of Hilo Ben Sarudino, Rivko Basfego, Neshibizoycha, Tezerushal Kayoma. Parnas HaChoydesh, the last day. Wow, that was long. I, I thought that was shorter than that. I guess Reb Chaim was Nifter a long time ago. By the Bressler, again, this is the story where the Rosh Hashiva, Rav Yisrael Meir Druk, when he found out that Reb Chaim Kanievsky was Nifter, he was very, he was probably the closest man to Reb Chaim Kanievsky, besides the family. So when he found out Reb Chaim Kanievsky was Nifter, and I think they asked him to speak, whatever the story was, he fell down and had a heart attack. And he was in a very, very bad condition. Therefore, the Austin family, the Bressler, Austin, Rosenberg, Shulman, and Tobias families donated the month, Parnas HaChoydesh, the Schus, Rav Ushleimah, for Rosh Hashiva, Rav Yisrael Meir, David, Ben Chavit Rukhshlita, and Baruch Hashem, as I mentioned, I think, last night, you see, it seems like he's feeling much better. You see that he uh, interviewed for the article in the Ami, a very nice, long, long article. Parnas HaChoydesh by the Lach and Lubavik families, Lakewood, New Jersey, because Torah is the bestest Gula. Parnas HaChoydesh, Chodesh Nisan, sponsored by Yoyli, Lili Nishmas, Dov Ben Moshe Alav, and Shalom Lili Nishmas, Rucham HaChai, Frum Abbas Dov, Pinchas Alav, Shalom Lili Nishmas, Yichil, Shragim, and Abraham Alevi, Alav, Shalom. Parnas HaChoydesh, Aaron Freeman, L'schus Parnas and Siyad Nishmaya, and continue that stock to Rebelli, and the chain, Lerb Aaron Freeman, he should have, Schus Parnas and Siyad Nishmaya, and continue that stock, and Nachas, and Gizunt, and all the great stuff. Parnas HaChoydesh, as is Chus to Aaron's Hatzlocha, and to you, the Magid Shir, and the video editor for Hatzlocha in continuation, and I'm missing a Shir, and L'zeich Nishmas Rebbeim Yitzchok Ben Yomin, and Rabbi Yisai, happy birthday to Ezra Leighton. Okay. All right, Rabbi Yisai, here we go. The bottom of Memhei Omid Bey is three lines from the bottom. 
again, a very, one of the easier dapim. We had a series of easy dapim tomorrow as well. is going to be from the easier ones. If all of Yivamas was this easy, uh, would be just like Megillah and Chagiga. Omar Rav Chama Bar Omar Rav. It seems like, at the end they say that you really don't lose money, but it seems like you could go buy a slave and the slave, the Eved, could pull off a big shtick. And you thought that you're buying yourself something worth twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 and you pay for it and all your money goes to waste. Now, like I said, he probably, the Eved himself would have to pay you, I think, but it seems like he could pull off a big shtick. You thought you had an Eved here? No. You went to the marketplace where the guy is selling another guy, but he did a trick. What's the trick? He jumped into the mikvah. You said, okay, let's go to the mikvah and let's make sure that obviously, not obviously, but the is in order to have an Evid Knani, you must be him and you must give him a bris milah. And then he takes upon himself some of the mitzvahs like a, like a woman, like a isha. So he, when he was toivel, he said in his mind, right? Yiddishkeit is about the kavana that you have. So he had kavana, v'tavol, Hashem ben Chayr. So, oh, I'm not being toivel to be an Eved. I already have a bris milah. I'm going to be a Yid. So he pulled off a big shtick. He's no longer an Eved. He is free and he's a regular Yid. My time Top of a guy cannot acquire another human being. You can't own a slave. So what does the non-Jew own? Whatever he owns, the pay rise, the produce that he can produce. That's the only thing that he gives over to the Jew. And since he jumped in, when he went into the mikvah, he had intent to be free. So he was mafkia, he undid whatever shibud he had on him, kidderava. So I'm a rava. Hegdish, chometz, v'shichrur. I just did a little, my own little thing here. Let's see if it works. Oh. Hegdish, chometz, and shichrur. I just like the, the, the cartoon of the, the Eved. So that's why I put it in. Chometz is not bad. So what do you have? You have three items here. You have a guy who made an apoitiki. Apoitiki is a combination of words. Apoi, right over here, tehei koi. Apoitiki. Basically, he owes money. I, I borrow money from somebody, and I tell him, look, you see this slave that I own? I'm going to pay you back either cash, and if not, you have a shibud, you will own this slave. It's $20,000, here you go. Or, you see this store full of chametz, I'm going to give it to you. Or do you see this bull? Bull we said is worth $2,000, something like that. I'm going to give you this shard. What does he do? He takes the bull and he makes the bull hegdish for the mezbeach. He says this is going to be a carbon. And that carbon is mafkia the shibud. It removes all the obligations that he had before to an individual. 
So rather than it be going to, going to the guy that he owes money, now that bull is going to go to the Mizbeach. Pulled off a shtick. This chametz is now Erev Pesach. We're talking about Pesach here. Pesach. Erev Pesach comes. You as a Jew cannot own the chametz. So is mafkia the shibud. There's no more apoitiki. There's no more obligation to pay the other guy with this chametz because it's not your chametz anymore. You have to be mafkirit. And the same thing with a slave. The $20,000 that I have obligated to you, that you are counting on, and you think you're going to have that money in the slave, I just released him. I was meshachra the slave. So therefore, I have no more apoitik anymore. So nachamal. Hegdish, chametz, v'shichrur, these three things on the screen. Mafkin midei shibud. When I make my shor hegdish, when Pesach arrives and it becomes chametz, and when I release my Eved, those three things are able to remove any kind of obligation those three items have to another individual. Says the Gemara Masar there's a story with Mrs. Bloria. She was a convert, she was a Giyaris. She She was in the process of becoming a Giyaris. Right before she was able to be toivel for Geros, her avodim figured this out, the shtikmachers, and they were toivel themselves to release themselves. Too bad, Mrs. Gloria. You lost all your slaves. They bought themselves back by them being toivel. See, she always prevented them. She knew she, they know the halacha. She prevented them from going to the mikvah. And she said, okay, let's go to the mikvah to be, to be misgayer. And so they said, okay, let's go. Not to be misgayer, to, 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 be, to be avadim. And they went and they were misgayer and they, they were kind of themselves. So the Gemara asked a question from them. It seems like lefanel. It's because they went to the mikvah right before she did. And she wasn't Jewish yet. So they, they pulled a shtick when she wasn't a Jew. But it seems like once she was Jewish, they wouldn't be able to pull shtick. Not true. It's a nice diuk, but it's not accurate. There is a diuk here, he says. There's something that you can infer, but not completely like you're saying. If she's not Jewish yet, then anytime they go to the mikvah, even if they don't have kavanah mefurush, they are released as Jews. But once she becomes a yid, they have to specify, they have to say, going to the mikvah in order to become Jewish. And then they are released. But Regardless, before she became a Giyaris, after she became a anytime they go to the mikvah and they have kavana to be misguided, then they become Geirim. Now the question is, Rabbi if any time a slave could just dunk in the mikvah and think to himself, hey, I'm doing this to become a Jew, and he goes out free, so how in the world can you ever buy a slave? Every slave will have that kavana. So the Gemara deals with that in a moment. And for that, Rabbi Yisai, we have a beautiful picture, special, hot off the press. I got it 10 minutes before Shir from our famous artist, Yoshi. Omar Rav Says Rav this shtick that a slave could be toivel himself and become a yid, that's only if you buy it from another guy. 
But if you, that's if you buy from the marketplace. Like the bad guys in the, in the 1800s sell slaves, buy, take a slave, sell a slave, break up families, all this crazy stuff they used to do. But if you go ahead and you buy a slave from himself, himself, he needs to make cash, he wants to provide for his family, so he sells himself. Then he cannot pull off the shtick. He can't say, okay, here, give me $20,000, and I'll become your slave. I understand I have to go to the mikvah. Let's go to the mikvah. And as he jumps in the mikvah, he says, I'm jumping in to be Hamayid. That doesn't work. Because it says in the Pasuk, check this Pasuk out. This is Kedai to see. I just threw this in here to get some context of what's going on here. There's two Pasukim here. Pasuk Memdal and Pasuk Memhei. So the first passage it says you should you can buy a slave from the goyim that live that surround you, and then in pasuk mem hey it says So the question is why is there a double lashon here? Why does it say mehem tiknu twice? And therefore the gemara is able to learn from it. Tell us tells you mehem. You are purchasing an evet from them, but not them from you. And therefore, a non-Jew cannot purchase an evet from another non-Jew. And what does it mean that they cannot purchase from you? What does it mean a guy cannot buy a Jew, a Jewish slave? If it means that it's only referring to he can't even buy the produce that he produces, why not? Why can't a non-Jew purchase that? It says before the apostle. Meaning that you sold yourself to a mishpacha of ger. You sold yourself to a guy. So what did you sell? The minimum, the minimum that you were able to sell is your ma'asiyadayim, is your produce. So obviously you could sell produce to a guy. It means that, you, that a Jew cannot sell his body. The guy cannot own him. He can't own the whole, the whole, the whole Yisrael. So what does it say? It says the guy cannot buy you, but you could purchase him. Well, this still doesn't tell me that through tefillah alone, maybe it means that he purchased him with, with money and tefillah. Two things. So how do you know? You still don't know that if he gave the guy just money alone, that he cannot be toivel ashum. Maybe if he purchased him by, with money, just money, then the, the Jew could jump in the mikveh and, and think to himself, I'm toivel l'shem gerus to become a yid. Maybe this is what it says over here, that you purchase him is because he did two things. It was money and tefillah. But if he just bought him with money, maybe he could do the tefillah and do the shtik cash. Amar Listen to this, Rabbi Yisrael. You need to force the slave, the Eved, when you're purchasing him, you have to force him in the water. Because if you don't force him in the water, what happens is he's going to have kavana and, and get out of it and say, I'm using the water to become a ger. How do you become a ger? 
by doing tvila, mila, tvila. He already had mila, and now he's going and he's toiveling himself for geros. But if you could control him in the water, you control him, then he cannot, he cannot have kavana that he's doing it for becoming a yid. Then he's stuck being in heaven. Ki hai diminyomen avdi deravashi. Sigmar says a story. There was a slave, his name was Minyamin. He was the slave of Ravashi. Boilat Bulei. He wanted to do tefillah. Now, Ravashi was very well aware. He wrote this Gemara Ravashi, right? Ravina Ravashi wrote Shas. So, obviously, he knows the halacha Ravashi that a slave could have kavana for geiros. So, he wanted to make sure it doesn't happen. So, he gave it to his partner Ravina, who also wrote Shas. And to another Amora. You better make sure that this slave doesn't pull off any foiler shtick, any, any monkey business, because if he does and he becomes and he goes out free, I'm gonna sue you. I'm gonna go to you and sue you. So what do they do? They tied a leash to his neck. Raboisai, I have a picture. Here it goes. Here's Ravina. And Ravachabri Rava. They tied a leash to his neck. And they controlled him in the water. So now the Evid can no longer. Think, oh, I'm being toivel to L'shem Geras. You're not toivel for anything. I'm being toivel you. I'm controlling you in the mikvah. And what do they do? They were able to release the, the choke that they had on him so that the water could get in there. As the Gemara is going to explain in a second, there shouldn't be a chatzit. So then they made it tight. They made it loose so that the water could get through the rope. And they made it nice and tight. They were worried. Hey, they didn't want to get sued by Rabashi. Rabashi said, I'm going to sue you. So they made sure they did it the best way possible. At the end of the day, they probably could just say to the Eved, we are being toivel you, l'shem, avdos, and now l'shem geris, and then he can't. But they wanted to make sure 100%, they took a leash, shalom Yisrael. By the way, the, the word, that they forced him in water, Rabbi Yankel Galinsky says a story. He says that when he was a bachar, he wanted to work on his bitachar. And not being scared in the craziest, scariest situations. So he devised an amazing plan. He figured, okay, I'm going to go to the Chavar Kadisha at night, in the middle of the night, and I'm going to sneak in there, and I'm going to go into the mikvah and be toivel in the mikvah of the dead. The Tahara mikvah. Can't get any grosser than that. So he tiptoes into the Chavar Kadisha, and he goes into the mikvah, and he gets into the mikvah, and he feels a human being in the bottom of the mikvah. So he jumps out of the mikvah and he runs home. He runs to yeshiva, shaking like a leaf. He couldn't believe it. And he gets to his room and his chabrusa tells him, you know, you're not going to believe this. 
I'm, 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 I'm petrified. I snuck into the Tahara Mikveh tonight and I was trying to get out. And this dead guy, he jumped on me and wouldn't let me out. He forced me under the water. Okay, anyway. I guess it's a Maizish Kamataya. He, he likes to say the story. Not anymore because he's Nifter, but that's one of his stories. Okay. Zog to Gemara. I mean, nobody could say that it didn't happen because we weren't there. Back in Russia, whatever. Okay. Listen to this. As he pulled his head out of the mikvah, they put a bucket of cement on his head. Check this out. We have a picture. The boys say we have a picture. Here, they put, this is a cement mixer. They put a cement mixer on his head. And they told him, Take this cement mixer, take this bucket of cement and bring it to your master. In other words, they didn't want to leave him for a millisecond where he should think to himself, I am doing this L'shem, Cheros L'shem, Yiddishkeit. You should know, you're a slave through and through. Here you go. In a half hour, my shver is walking into this room and he's giving a shir. So we got to get out of here. We have something similar today in America, where if you don't pay your taxes, your real estate taxes, they auction it off and they, people go and they pay the taxes for you and they basically get a lien on your house and eventually the house becomes theirs. It's a whole, it's a big business. You don't pay taxes, you can lose your house. So something similar, not exactly, but in those days, there's tax per person. And if you couldn't afford the taxes, then the king would allow other people to pay the taxes for you, and then you had to work that off. You became that person's slave. But it's not a real slave, like, you know, you own his body. Or maybe it is. And the Gemara is going to say that it is, but it seems like as soon as, let's say you owe $1,000 to the king, you work $1,000 for this guy that paid your taxes, and then you go free. The for taxes, and the king says this is okay. Hinafki, when they go out, why do they go out? Because they worked it off. Are they complete slaves where they need a get shikhur? Or no, they, they finish a thousand dollars that moment, they go out free. This is a very beautiful lashon that we can learn a lot from this. If I would have died today, Without you asking me, then I would have never had the chance to tell you. So you see a few things. First of all, don't hesitate to ask. Always ask. And always give over the information that you have. You don't know if you're the only person that heard this from this Chosh from this Chosh Rebbe, and you're hiding it inside. It's a terrible thing. You're going to go to your grave with it. So what did he hear? This is what Rav Sheshis says. Markayu dahani malka manach. These slaves, I wanted to make another picture, but Yoshi didn't have. What's that? This, this phone is in the shop. Thank you. Great, thanks. So, the, 
the king owns you to the point, like you're in his box, you're in his chest. Says the Gemara, I thought it'd be a cool picture of like a slave with his feet hanging out of the box, head this way. I found the picture, but today with the, uh, everybody's politically correct, when it comes to slavery and everything, so I didn't want to show that picture. But anyway, you get the idea of what I found. Says the Gemara, in other words, the king owns you. We're talking about Dina de Malchusa Dina. The government has a right, they, in, their, in their government, they said that this is the, the rule. So our halacha is going to go by their rules. And the government said that they are a full slave, the non-Jewish government. So then they are your full slave. And if they're your full slave, you have to give them a letter of, free, of freedom, whatever it is, a get shikhr. The king said, whoever doesn't pay up his taxes, become his shuvah, his body becomes his to the guy that paid the taxes. Rebchia showed up in Gavlo. Chazal, listen to this. He met women. So we're going to have a whole sugya. Actually, we're going to have three shitas. In order to become a ger, what do you need? One shita says you need mila alone. The other shita says you need tvila alone, just to be taival. And the third shita says you need both of them. You need tvila and mila. So he finds these women that are already pregnant from gerim that only did one of the two, only did bris mila, but didn't do tvila. Bechazo chamra di Yisrael, and he saw wine, Jewish wine. The mazgi we see all over Shas, the idea of meziga means to dilute the wine. In those days, the wine was very strong. They would add a third of water, whatever it was, to dilute it and make it drinkable. Now, what is that? We know that as Yainesach. Bechaza tumisin the shalki And he saw these beans, these tumisin right over here, that the goyim were cooking. What is that called? He didn't want to say anything. He didn't want to make a mocha. says, Go back and announce that since those goyim that became Yidin didn't do the whole process, according to Rabbi Yechanan, they are mamzerim, according to Rabbi Yechanan, like we had the whole machlagis yesterday. We passed at the end that they're kosher, but Rabbi Yechanan is of the, of the opinion that a goy who has relations with the Yid, the child is a mamzer. Now what is Yain Esach? Yain Esach is, if a non-Jew touches the wine, we have to be concerned that by him touching it, he had intent for Avedizara. But this is not the same thing. This he poured the wine. This is called Koychoy. It's his power, but he didn't touch it. So Medeirai says, for sure not Yain Esach. But I'm telling you that we were geyser even on that, even on pouring, you have to say that it's Yain Esach. And the reason I'm telling you that cooking the beans is considered Bishul Akum, that one alone, just the last one, the third one, Turmisin, is because they are Amaratim. Let's not explain to them that Turmisin is a different type of food, like we're going to see in a second. All foods, any type of food, a guy should not be cooking for you. 
Rabbi Yochanan Tamei, Rabbi Yochanan Olzom, Rabbi Yochanan Barabom, Rabbi Yochanan Loilom, Enger Achi Yomel Vidbal. Rabbi Yochanan Olzom, you need both Tvila and Mila. Vikivin the Loit Tavol, since he didn't do the second thing, Oivik Echavimu, he's considered an Anju. As we had yesterday, if a non-Jew has a relationship with a Jew, so Mela, according to Rebbe Echner, all those pregnant women are carrying Mamzerim. And their wine is Yainas Amishum Leich Leich Amrin Nuzira, a famous line in Shabbos, that one should do anything it can do to avoid Averis. So if you're a Nazar, you are refraining from wine, you're letting your hair grow, don't go close to a vineyard. Don't go close to a bar, basically. Don't go close to the, to, 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 to the, to the closet where you have all the liquor. You got to stay away. Lech, lech, amin, nazira. They tell the Nazar, get out of here, get out of here. Schar, schar, go around and around. Don't go close to the vineyard. So therefore, it's Yain Nesach. This is, him pouring is very close to him mixing it. Turmason. These beans, because the nat, what? So Tamid Chachamim are allowed to have beans from a non-Jewish restaurant. If you can eat it raw, then there's no bishulaka. You have to cook it big time. So therefore, it should be bishulaka. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechon Kedach Lishon Sefirulei. No, Rabbi Yechon argues. Don't rush Rav Shmuel by Rav Yitzchok Mishmei the Rav. Kol she'ein oila shulchan melachem, and this is how we paskin. If it doesn't go on the table of a king, a king doesn't eat these beans. Lechol boys a past eat it together with the bread. Ein boy mishum bishulag of the kachov. That's not a type of food that we are concerned about. But time of day non bnei Torah. If they're Tamid Chachamim, they don't know how to differentiate between this food, that food, does it go on the Shukhamim Lachim, not great. But Amaritim, they don't know anything. So we got to make a loy plug for them and say, everything is also even. The Turmisen, go back to that city, tell them that their kids are Mamzerim, that the wine is Yain and the beans are Bishulachim. Tonu Rabbana. And here we go with the Machlaikas, the three-way Machlaikas. What do you need to do in order to become a Ger? He did one of the two. He did bris mila, the harder of the two. Rabbi Eliezer Oimer Harez a ger. He's considered a ger. When we came out of Mitzrayim, we're talking about Pesach and coming out of Mitzrayim. When we came out of Mitzrayim, we weren't Yidin yet. What war? We were Bnei Noyach. So how do we get from Bnei Noyach to be Jewish? You have to take a step. You have to take physical action. So in the time of the Midbar of Mitzrayim, they had brismila. They had brismila, but they didn't have tvila. So just to refresh everybody's memory, Klai Yisrael didn't want to do mila. So Hakash Baruch Hu made this carbon Pesach of Moshe Rabbeinu smell like the smell of Olam Haba. It was unbelievable. They couldn't control themselves. And they wanted that. And they said, where do, how can I get that, how can I get that carbon? So Moshe Rabbeinu said, oh, you have to bring a carbon Pesach, but in order to bring a carbon Pesach, you have to do a bris milah. And that's what we say, the two, the two bloods, the blood of the bris milah and the blood of the carbon Pesach, they go together. And that happened now, right before Pesach. 
says the Gemara, so we find we can't be better than them, and they did bris milah, and they don't need tefillah, he says. You don't need it to be table. One out of the two things, a ger, in order to become a ger, you need a bris milah. What if he did the other, the other one of the two? In other words, he did tefillah, he didn't do milah. Well, the wives of those men in, the, in Mitzrayim, obviously they couldn't get a bris milah. So what did they do to take action? They must have taken action, and the only other thing that we know of is tefillah. So you see that tefillah alone without a bris works. And finally, the third sheet that the Gemara is going to tell us that it's not a rabbin, like we think it is. It's one individual named Rabbi You must do both. You need to do bris milah, you need to do tefillah if you're a man. Why doesn't Rabbi Shua learn from the forefathers that Mila is enough? Learn from the mothers that Tvila is enough. How can you learn from a woman? A woman cannot possibly have a bris Mila. So how are you going to learn from her? We're in Pesach. And the Gemara mentions Pesach. How do you know that forever, all generations, you don't, you don't, you don't bring a carbon Pesach from Meiser Shani? What does that mean? So, let's just go through it real quickly in case you just joined the daf and you don't know this by heart. If a person has produce, he gives 2% to Truma. He gives 10% to the Levi. That's called Meiser Rishon. And after that, step three, step three is really the lady gives to the, well, we're talking about his step three, which over here in the chart is in step four. So it depends. On year one, two, four, five, he gives Meiser Shani, he takes 10% of all his produce, and he brings it to Yerushalayim. But if he doesn't want to schlep hundreds and thousands of pounds of produce to Yerushalayim, he transfers it into cash, and then he pays a little bit of a penalty, whatever, but... At the end of the day, he has cash, and he brings that cash to Yerushalayim. And what does he do with that cash? He buys whatever he feels like buying. He buys steaks. He goes to the restaurant. Can he purchase with that money a carbon Pesach? A carbon Pesach is food. I'm going to eat it on the Seder night. The answer is no. He cannot. How do I know? It has to come out of your bank account from your pocket. It can't be from my Sashani money. It says the current Pesach the first time and then later on. They purchase it with their own money. It's not fair. How can you learn Allah from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? There was no Maeser Shani yet in those days. You're right, even though you can't. No, nevertheless, we can learn from it. So too I can learn from a woman that tvila, going to the mikvah alone is enough to become a giyaris. So too for men. I, a woman, cannot have a bris mila. You're right, but I still can learn from her. We just turned to Mimavavam Bay, sponsored by Moshe Horn in honor of Jolly Joe Krause and family. And I forgot, I don't, I don't have a printer, so I don't have the other sponsor. So whatever, maybe Yosef will do some magic. Sponsor announcement is this from Moshe Yaakov Ben Shoshana and both 
Ruchnius and Gashmis. Says the Gemara, if there was a tefillah, but no milah, watch, my father is going to march in here in two minutes, kick us all out. You saw him already? You told him? That doesn't count? Maybe tell him. I don't know if he's going to, he might be surprised. He comes early. He's the official magicheer here in the hotel. I was not surprised at all when in the, the schedule of the hotel, it says the Mafiyoy by the famous Dr. Mike. He's been doing it for 26 years. Why not? So if he did a tvila, and by the way, as I said, and I'm going to say it again, his ideas here, you know what? They're right in front of me. This is what I learned from him. These are his charts. I don't know if you can see it. For years, he's been doing these charts on the whole sugya. Look at this, one by one. And I learned that idea from him. I got to say, I, I, I stole a page, literally stole a page out of his book. Bring those over here, Shlomo. Bring them and come over here. You got to see his character. He doesn't have cartoons. So let me show you how. Yo, come, come, come to the camera for a second. You also want to come to the camera. What is this? What, what is this? Mother-in-law. This is the mother-in-law. This is... Shkoyach <laughs> Tzadik. Well done. So if the son-in-law went to the mother-in-law... Oops. And the gear had a son. So what happens is, okay, uh, we better collect these quickly because he's not going to have a share to give. Okay, here we go. Fine. Uh, we're, we're, I'm messing around there. He's going to come in any second. But anyways, no. So if he did a tvila without a milah, Everybody agrees. See here, since we're learning from a woman, you see, a woman could become a giyaris just from going to the mikvah. So a man also. So where's the machlaikis? It's an interesting thing. I don't know if it's 100% true. I need to find this out maybe before I say it. I'll just throw it out to the oil. Nobody's listening anyway. I understand that in the Israeli army, they start you at a 97 because the Mila takes off three points. That's what I understand. Everybody's a 97. Maybe women also, like plug kind of thing, they also start at 97. But I think it's because of Brismila. I'm not 100% sure, but that, maybe that's what they say in the Cheder. I have no idea. Rebelez says, look, the, our forefathers, they didn't go to the mikvah. They just did a Mila. No, what are you talking about? Who told you they didn't go to the mikvah? They went to the mikvah. How, how does Rabbi Shua know that they went to the mikvah? Oh, it says by Matan Torah, it doesn't say go to the mikvah. But it says you should wash your clothes. If a person is tummy, carry. He doesn't dunk his clothes in the mikvah. He dunks his body in the mikvah. So if you have to dunk your clothes in the mikvah, certainly you should have to dunk your body in the mikvah. It's a kavachaymer. Again, if in a place where you dunk your body and not your clothing, that's the way it works. In other words, your body is less chomer. So certainly if you have to dunk your clothing, certainly you, should be, you have to dunk your body. So in the time of Matan where it says, you should dunk Put your clothing in a mikvah. 
doesn't really say that. It says clean your clothing, but that's what it means, l'chayra. So you should put your body also. Who told you the chitzusim loisim means the halach of tefillah from tumah? Maybe it means simply, if you are going to receive the Torah, when you go to a bar mitzvah, you go to a wedding, you put on a nice fresh suit. So when you go to be mekabel the Torah, you're going to put on your best clothing. Akash Baruch is telling you, clean your clothing. Don't come dirty to my matan Torah. Elamah. So this is really for context. Here. Pasuke, just to understand what's going on here for a second. Pasuke says, They brought oilos. And they brought zvachim shlamim. Pasuke, He took from the blood of those oilos, zvachim shlamim. And he put it in vessels. And then in Pasuk Ches it says, I'm just trying to explain where this blood came from. Is it from the Karim Pesach? No. It's from, they had a Mizbeach and they were bringing Karbanois. He took from that blood and he sprinkled it on Klai Yisrael. And we know there's a Klal that you don't sprinkle blood without going to the Mikveh first. How does Rabbi Shua know that, the, the, that our mothers that left Mitzrayim and Pesach, they went to the mikvah? Listen to this. It must be logic. You must do something physical. Yiddishkeit, yes, once you're a Yid, it's all in the head. But to become a Yid, you can't become a Yid in your head. You have to do a physical thing. So Rabbi Yochanan holds in it too, like we said before, Tvila and Mila. Pshita, Yoch, Rabbim, Aloch, Kerabim. We had a three-year machlekes. We had a shita that says Rib Shua. We had a shita that says Mila. And we had a shita that says Tvila. And then we had Chachamim, who say you need both Tvila and Mila. So who's going to win? Chachamim, the, the Rabbim. No, says the Gemara. In fact, that Chachamim is only one person. It's only an individual. If a, 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 a convert, a ger, comes and says, I did Milo, but I didn't do Tefillah. What's the big deal? You can do Tefillah. Why? Because Rebbe says, we don't know exactly what he says, but one of the two is enough. So if he did Milo, it's enough. No, you cannot do Tefillah. You can't trust him that he did Milo. Milo is not enough. I need to see the Mila. Yes, you're right. He has a bris Mila right now, but maybe he did the Mila for not Lashma. Maybe an Arab gave him the Mila. Maybe he did it for another reason. That's not a good enough riot. You hear this? Because Tvila, uh, Mila, if I know for a fact that he did Mila and it's a good Mila, according to Rabbi that's enough. I'm sorry. It's not enough. You need both. But madbilin lefichach, madbilin e madbilin lefichach, madbilin ger b'shabes. So, if we know that he's a ger, then he can do he can do tefillah. If we don't know he's a ger, then he can't. There was a ma'isa. I just want to say this real quickly because my shpanel is coming. Ah, ten minutes, fine. Ma'isa shayo, true story. Think about this for a second. It's a riddle. 
They did a Geras Tagai right before Shabbos. And then when Shabbos came in, they were going back and forth. What should we do? Is he Ger, not a Ger? So there's a problem. Because if he's not a Ger, then he's not allowed to keep Shabbos. And if he is a Ger, he must keep Shabbos. So what does he do? It's a dilemma. If the Ger, they had a big Sofit. We we're going to do it again. We're going to do a little bit of a Tafas Dam on the Mila. We'll go back to the Mikvah on Sunday. But today on Shabbos, what do we do? So they came up with the Givaldi Kachap. I don't remember which Rav it was, but a true story. They told him to wear tzitzis and go into the Rishus Rabbin. Now, if he's a Yid, then the tzitzis are part of his Beged, so he wasn't carrying. But if he's a guy, then the strings have nothing to do with the Beged. He doesn't want those strings, so he's carrying a Rishus Rabbin. That's based on the Halacha and Shabbos, that if some of the strings rip, so your tzitzis are not tzitzis, then you are carrying those strings as a yid in the Rishus Arab. Anyway, thought it was a cool chav. But anyways, listen to this. Rabbi Huda says that you could be toivul ger on Shabbos. Why? Because Rabbi Huda holds you don't need the tefillah the tefillah doesn't add anything. He's already a ger with the brismila. So a guy comes in with a brismila, he's a ger. So by me giving him a tefillah, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. I already know that he's a ger. You're not allowed to fix something on Shabbos. You're not allowed to create something on Shabbos. By you creating a yid, making a guy into yid, that's awesome. But he's already a yid. He had, he had a mila. So you put him in the mikvah, big deal. You cannot put him in the mikvah. Why? Because by you putting him in the mikvah, since he needs the tefillah to become a yid, by you putting him in the mikvah, you are creating something. So what's the big chiddush? If you hold that tefillah doesn't do anything, so of course you can put him in the mikvah. Rabbi says one of the two is enough. I would think, says the Gemara, that according, even according to the Rebbe the Tvila going to the Mikvah is the main thing. So you cannot put him in the Mikvah. So, according to the Rebbe Milo is okay. But maybe Tvila is even better than Milo. And if he doesn't have Milo, then just put him in the Mikvah and that's okay. So I think that you cannot do it on Shabbos. One of the two is also not good, according to review, though. Anyone, Mila, Tvila. So you have a guy, a guy, never had a bris Mila. He wants to go to the mikvah on Shabbos. It's not okay. Because if he goes to the mikvah on Shabbos, he just became a ger. Kamash Milan, the review, oiha, oiha, boy. So, sorry, messed it up. About the same with the review, Tvila, Iker, Utvila, Bishabbos, Loi, the Kamasak and Gavro. Kamash Milan, the review, oiha, oiha. By therefore, yeah, according to Yehuda, one or the other. So if he came already with a bris, so we don't say, oh, the tefillah is the ikir, and you shouldn't put him in the mikvah. He already has a bris, so he's 100% the ger. All you need is one of the two, either tefillah or mila. So what was the situation? He came to us already with a mila. So he's already in. So you could put him in the mikvah. Why? Because the mikvah doesn't add even one iota. Don't think that the mikvah 
is the main thing. And by you putting him in there, oh, you added something? Nothing. Rabbi Yossi, Eimad Bilan. Rabbi Yossi says you need both. What's the Chiddush Pshita? Of course you can't put him in the mikvah on Shabbos because you just created a ger by putting him in the mikvah. So that's the question. You can't fix him. So what's the Chiddush that you can't put him in the mikvah? No. At the end of the day, Mila is the main thing. And if it's the main thing, you could put him in the mikvah. It doesn't hurt. Maybe over there, since he, since the Mila wasn't in front of us, so maybe it wasn't Lashma again, an Arab did or whatever. That's why you can't put, you cannot put him in the mikvah if you don't know what the Mila is. But but if I know for a fact that the Mila was a good Mila, maybe Amo Lisboa, Zebe Shapsa, so let him go to the mikvah, even according to Rabbi Yosef. Kamash Malon. No. So you see, Vermeer, Rabbi Yosef needs both. And therefore, even if he had a meal of Bifaneinu, we know for a fact it's a good meal, you can't put him in the mikvah, because that putting him in the mikvah is going to make him a ger, gomor, and that's Asr on Shabbos. Omer There was a story. Big doylem were There was a story. A ger came, he did the meal, he didn't do the tefillah. Scared of water. So it was nighttime. So he said, wait until tomorrow morning and we're going to do tefillah. You have a bris milah, great, that's one. We need two. Shema minot class. So from this story we see three things. And these are halachas that we're very familiar with, but we learn from this story. Shema minot Right? Everybody knows, I think everybody knows, that by the gerus, you never knew you need three people? Okay? You did a chalitza. We have a guy that did a chalitza. He, in this room, he did a chalitza by himself. He had to do chalitza Rahman al-Salan, his brother, was nifter at a very... How old was your brother in his nifter? 20-something, no? 26. And Rabbi Bain had to do Chalitza. Mm. Well, you know that um, yesterday they sent me a picture of a Chalitza, so they beat you to it. You should have sent me yours. You have the video, everything? You have video? Send it, send it. Because the video they sent was very shvach. Okay, so anyway, let, let's finish up because he's coming in two minutes. Uh, he's probably outside already. So we see from here three halachas. First of all, uh, in order to be a ger, you need three dayanim. Well, you need both. Because they told him, come back tomorrow for the tefillah. So the meal is not enough, you need tefillah as well. You cannot do the tefillah at night. Says Gemara, Look at the g'doylem here. This. So you see, you need professionals. So says the from this not a raya dilma di cloud. Those those they happen to be there. Doesn't mean you need them. Omer Rebbechia Baraba Rebbe Yechonon Ger Tzorch Shloisha. Why mishpat ksiv bei and therefore you're required to have three. Raboisai have a wonderful day. Chakosh v'samech. Remember today's yontif. Tomorrow's yontif. Forget about the shopping. Forget about going to work. It's not important to work on Yontiv. It's not important to shop on Yontiv. I know the sales. I know all the Zakhan. Forget about it. Have a wonderful Givaldika day. Tell my Shreya to come in, please.